Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also listen whenever you want, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show, and you'll be able to listen when you want to listen. It's almost 510 here in the station, 82 degrees, and now partly sunny. You know, it looks like the, well, at least they're not showing it anymore, but it looks like the testimony wrapped up between the two IRS whistleblowers, the new whistleblower X, who's been identified of Joseph Ziegler, and he is a 13-year veteran of as an IRS special agent that uh, handles uh, you know, money laundering and these kind of issues, has a very extensive private practice past where he was an auditor for major corporations to look for discrepancies, and uh, yeah, he self-identified as a Democrat and gay man. Not that it means anything as far as this investigation, but it just made it that much more difficult for the attacks that seemed to come mostly from the Democrats. Um, they were both very well-spoken, very solid witnesses as far as I'm concerned from what I saw. Again, I've, I've been catching bits and pieces of it. I've been monitoring it on social media as they go. But it just goes to show how unserious an investigation like this is. You know, you had Representative uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that did nothing but bring up Donald Trump and his past investigations, and some representatives brought up the dossier, which has been proven, you know, to be bogus, you know, and, and his, his uh, impeachment in regards to those things that, again, have been proven to be untrue. And, again, you can't take those things back, but to bring those things up, and, and you just had a new representative. I, I didn't catch his name, and I'll try and get that for you. But he he asked the two witnesses, the two IRS special agents, one's a special agent in charge, that were, and the other one was the lead investigator for the Hunter Biden case altogether. He asked him, in your opinion, is there a two-tier justice system? And they said, well, in regards to this specific case, I believe there it, it does lead to that conclusion. And the representative's next answer was... Yes, George Floyd already established that, meaning that George Floyd established that there's a two-tier justice system. What does that have to do with the case at hand? What does that have to do with the two witnesses who are in front of you? I understand you want to grandstand. I understand you want to distract from what's going on. I understand that these witnesses are damaging to your, well, Hunter Biden and the Bidens did nothing. Let's move on. This is all about nothing. This is all theatrics. No, I think you bringing up George Floyd is theatrical. And if you want to be honest, the George Floyd criminal justice system worked just as it should. Someone committed a crime and that officer was held responsible for it. The system worked out, someone commits a crime, you you can't predetermine if someone's bad or not. That's the basis of our justice system. But this officer was found to be criminally Guilty and paid the penalty. Just like he should. But even to just bring that up during this hearing just shows how unserious they are about anything like this. And and I understand the... I I don't understand. How, How does anyone defend protecting Hunter Biden? Yes, he's the, he's the president's child. I get that. 
I think there's enough evidence to where he should have to man up on his own and stand trial based on the evidence. Now, the delays in this, you know, pass the, surpass the, the statute of limitations on a lot of these things. Again, he's the president's child. Is he getting special treatment? Yeah, he, I think we can all agree special treatment. Is anyone in that position going to get special treatment? Does Nancy Pelosi's kids get special treatment? Does Donald Trump's kids get special treatment? No, Donald Trump's kids were put through the ringer. Now, as far as Donald Trump is concerned to his kids, I'm sure they got special treatment. But from the Justice Department, from all the other things that turned them inside out, that did do under oath interviews with them and their husbands and their wives. But at what point do do normal people who, who I don't care what side of the aisle on, are just law-abiding, say, yeah, I, I think Hunter Biden should answer for these things? I mean, as per today's testimony, the lead agent in charge of Hunter Biden is now pointing at $17 million that changed hands from different organizations based in China, Ukraine, and elsewhere, foreign, ent- foreign entities, to the Bidens and then got split up. Now, I'm sure we'll hear more about it tomorrow. Again, I'm catching bits and pieces of it tomorrow, but it just it irks me to see how unserious these hearings are, where you have someone asking these two agents, who have been very professional during this entire interview process, during this entire hearing today, and say, do you believe there's a two-tier justice system? They didn't say as a whole, yes. They didn't say, they said in this case, I believe it was. There was. That there was special treatment, there was undercharging, there were deals cut. And then the answer is, yes, I believe George Floyd determined that there's already been a two-tier justice system. Again, what does that have to do with why we're here today? Just like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez bringing up everything about Trump. Again, okay, he's got his own issues. You could talk about that during another hearing. You've had your hearings on Donald Trump. Plenty of them. What does that have to do with what's sitting in front of you now? And what's interesting is uh, when uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is the one who showed the photos of Hunter Biden from his laptop that, that were inappropriate for television. That's why they were blurred out. But if you go on social media, they have the full pictures there. Uh, Representative Raskin from... Uh, Maryland objected and representative Comer, the chairman of the committee said, well, on what grounds? And he says they're inappropriate for the public. And, and Comer chuckled, got a text message in Hunter charges for what? I thought he just pled to charges. He was giving a diversion option for felony gun charges that are unheard of. He pled to misdemeanors when you have two senior investigators with the IRS that were part of this investigation that are laying out how the Department of Justice, how the U.S. attorney prohibited them from doing their jobs, prohibiting them from interviewing Hunter Biden's adult kids who receive money. They had a warrant to interview Hunter Biden's adult kids, and the U.S. attorney said you cannot do that because... We will be a target if you do. That's what they testified to today. They are saying there are multiple felonies committed. He pled to misdemeanors. So just because he pled, and and, and just say you're okay with everything he did. 
I mean, don't send a text message. Hunter charge Hunter charges for what? I thought he just pled guilty to charges. If you or I had $17 million in money that came from foreign entities and we paid all our family members with it and then had a friend donor pay off those back taxes on it and then the rest just went away. And, and believe me, I, I've, I've had it with these types of hearings. Jim Jordan was posting stuff the other day. And I was like, enough, enough of your, you've found this, enough you've, you're doing this. You know, you are the oversight agency. Do something. You are literally the congressional oversight for these organizations you're saying did X, Y, and Z. But they're showing how toothless congressional oversight is. They said, McCarthy said earlier today, There's no arrest arm of Congress. They can hold someone in contempt, which they've done. They've threatened to do it. But just the total... I would respect the process more if both sides said, yeah, yeah, it looks like these things went on, but he already pled to that, and this is horrible, and we need to fix and strengthen these things so it doesn't happen again. But they're just ignoring it. It's not. It's a. It's a non non issue for them. And that needs to stop. That needs to stop on both sides. Have I said here once? Donald Trump shouldn't be charged on anything. If they have the evidence, they get a grand jury to indict him. Let him go through the trial process. See where it comes out. See what happens. They've tried things in the past, and it didn't turn out too well for them. This case that they just, it looks like they're going to charge him the end of next week or, or in the future about the January 6th. I don't think that's going to turn out the way they expect it to. It might. They might have evidence I don't know about. You don't know about. They Actually, they're supposed to have evidence we don't know about. But if he's found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt by a jury that's not 98% Democrat that votes 98% Democrat and is fair and impartial, then let the chips fall where they may. I've been... Pretty honest with that. But in this case, with a Hunter Biden, there's no chips. There's no May. There's no board. They're looking the other way. This is a nothing. We shouldn't even be looking at this. Move away. Move along. And that's got to stop. It's 520 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. What do you mean it has to stop? You know, but Trump. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I just get so confused. This Penteladata internet traffic update we have a backup on 81 southbound all the way to Scranton. There was a wreck near the Avoca area. We have a backup on 476 southbound, the PA Turnpike, because of a wreck that happened by the Whitehaven Hazelton exit. They're slowing through construction on 80 westbound at Bloomsburg and some slowing on 81 northbound from Pittston to Avoca. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy with seasonal temperatures, low of 63. Thursday, partly sunny with some pop-up afternoon storms, high 85. 
Friday, scattered showers and storms, high 82. Saturday, mix of sun and clouds, high 80. Sunday, mix of sun and clouds, isolated shower, high of 83. It's currently 82 degrees and sunny here at 521 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 525, 82 degrees and partly sunny. Now, if what we've talked about, and here, I'm going to get into a bipartisan issue now about spending. And, and I think we can all agree here. But a new report found that fi- the $5 trillion Congress spent on pandemic relief efforts has been so difficult to track that it's even stumped some government investigators. A new report from the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee tracked $2.65 billion of pandemic relief funding to six communities. The report found the data gaps make it difficult for taxpayers to know how much the money their community received and for what purposes. The $2.65 billion is part of a $5 trillion in federal relief given out during the pandemic. Existing gaps in federal spending data make it difficult for the Oversight Committee, decision makers, and American taxpayers to fully understand where the money went and how it was used, according to the report. Moreover, these gaps even make it difficult for the program officials administering the funds to have a clear understanding of funding recipients and uses. Bottom line is they don't know where any of this money is. The majority, the good majority of this money. Five trillion dollars. And the agency, the committee that's in charge of accounting for it, can't. Don't know who got what, how it's being spent, what it's being spent on. That should scare the hell out of us. Data was sometimes difficult to find or unavailable. We had to use data sources that the public can access, according to a summary. One of our partners had to access five internal databases to determine the recipients of a single program. There were some programs we don't know how much money was either obligated or spent. Do you think they purposely made it so difficult to track that it couldn't be, it can't be tracked? I do. I truly believe that. Five trillion of our tax dollars, and they can only account for a small portion of it. Even though the five trillion's gone, we really don't have the tracking. And when they tried to track down that one program, they said they had to go to five different databases to kind of piece together who got what and what the spending was used for. Do you know what kind of fraud there was involved? Still involved? $5 trillion. What is $2.65 billion of $5 trillion? What percentage point? Where's my math people out there? It's scary. It, it's, it's truly scary what's going on there. And at the same time, we find out that uh, Joe Biden's student loan bailout plan now will cost $475 billion over the next decade, roughly $45 billion more than the rejected plan that the Supreme Court said was unconstitutional. So he goes through this new plan, 
that we've talked about. And it's going to cost $45 billion more than the old plan at the Supreme Court. And again, no act of Congress here. No people we elect in the oversight and making of laws involved with this. This is just simple executive action through the Department of Education is going to push this through and it's going to cost $45 billion over the plan that the, the, the Supreme Court said was unconstitutional. But yet, there's nothing to see here. Move along. We have a competent person in the White House. This administration is on top of things. At what point are we going to be fleeced to the extent to where we say enough's enough? $5 trillion in pandemic spending that they can't account for. Another half a trillion dollars here over the next decade to help what the plan stated, people over 50, most of them with advanced degrees, who've been paying off their loans for 20, 25 years, but they need us now to come in and wipe out that debt, our tax dollars to settle that debt. You out there, the teacher's aid, the truck drivers, the heavy equipment operators, your construction workers, your firemen, your police officers, teachers, most of who paid their debts. That's who they want to pay off people over 50 who, for whatever reason, deferred their loans. Now, now one of the things misunderstood from the text messages that I get There's plenty of reasons to defer your college loan based on what's going on in your life. If you lose your job, you can stop your loan and defer it. If if there's certain things in your life, the pandemic, you know, we all know they deferred it then. But your interest keeps continues. Your interest still builds on that amount. You know, I know plenty of people who, because of their life occurrences, took four or five deferments, but they still paid interest on those loans, and it still increases while you're not paying. And sooner or later, you got to pay off your debt. And, you know, it's as simple as that. It's something that should be financing one-on-one, something we should all know. But obviously not because half a trillion dollars of our tax dollars need to pay for 50-year-olds with advanced degrees loans. It's 531 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after the news with Paul Mike. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 536 here, 82 degrees and partly sunny. You can call the Texas show at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones now. We have a cat from Archibald in America becoming a banana republic. We are. We are. And the fleecing of America is, is providence to it. If you don't see it, they fleecing us, what, 1% they can account for? 1%? Oh, please. Yeah. You know, and the way that they do things like, when the Supreme Court says, no, we're not paying for student loans, what happens? He goes through the back door <laughs> and get, and pays for student loans. You know, this is a banana republic. It reminds me of uh, Amanda Marcos with her 10,000 pairs of shoes over there in the Philippines many years ago, decades ago, with her husband Ferdinand. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of, like a banana Republican. They removed him, him and his wife. And, you know, the reason was because everything that Biden's doing and his administration 
is exactly what Amanda Marcos and her husband Ferdinand did, which became a banana republic. And if people don't see that this guy is out of control, I don't know how they can't see it any more than you see today just listening to the radio and what little bit of papers are written about him. You know, this is ridiculous. Come on, Rob. What are we going to do? The fleecing of America is going on. And all we got to do is keep pay, pay, pay up on our groceries, up on our utilities. They got us up on everything. It doesn't matter what. Five, and all the rules have changed. $5 trillion, they can only account by, for $2.6 billion. Yeah, that's like 1%. Yeah. You know, think about it. And, you know, if if that's not enough, they're going to continue on making new rules and keep arresting Donald Trump. And everything's Trump, Trump, Trump. Because look at the shiny object over here. Don't look at what he's doing. And if you go ahead and you open up 20 um, accounts, Rob, and put LLC after it, and you put your nine members of your family, including your grandchildren, and, and let money go into their accounts, which is really your accounts, and, and you do that one time, and all those millions of dollars come in, guess what, Rob? They're going to come with gunfire at your door. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt yeah. it. Uh, it's, just ama- well, it's, it's just amazing. Amazing what we've seen. It's 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 like so bad. We like I said, the bedrock of America now is written about written on lies, 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 lies. This guy is so out of control. Him and his administration. I don't know how people don't complain even more. They should be complaining off the rooftops. It should be like that Howard Beale moment in that movie Network. Well, he says, I want you to unroll, get off your, get out of your desk, open up the window and scream, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. That was uh, Howard Beale, the professor in that movie Network. And again, this is, this is all our tax dollars and everyone just wants to move along and not, not shake their head and say, what? There's no questioning of this. There's no, no anything like that. Cat, I appreciate your call. I love your show, Rob. Keep on fighting the fight because we're being fleeced. The fleeced of America. <laughs> There's no doubt. Have a great night. It's 541 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Yay, thanks, Rob. This Penteladata internet traffic update. We have slowing in both directions on 81. They seem to have cleared up that accident by Evoca. Things are moving. But there's still a, a slowdown, so watch for that, actually. Uh, you'll be dipping below the speed limit in various spots on 81, both directions between Scranton and Wilkes-Barre. A backup still out on 80 West due to construction in the Bloomsburg area. They've cleared that accident on 476, the P.A. Turnpike. You are bumper to bumper on North River Street between Pierce and the, on, and the Cross Valley on-ramp as well in Wilkes-Barre. And heading out into the back mountains, some heavy traffic on Route 309. South Memorial Highway. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy with seasonable temperatures, low 63. 
Thursday, partly sunny with some pop-up afternoon storms, high 85. Friday, scattered showers and storms, high 82. Saturday, mix of sun and clouds, high 80. Sunday, mix of sun and clouds with an isolated shower possible, high 83. It's currently 83 degrees and partly sunny at 542 here at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Just did the math, that $2.6 billion that they've accounted for out of $5 trillion is only 0.052% of all the funds. Oh, 0.052% of the $5 trillion have been accounted for, and they don't even know where to begin to check who it was given to, how it was used, and what it was spent on, or who has what still. It's crazy town. That's where we're at. You can call or text the show before we wrap up. We've got 15 minutes left, 570-883-0098. Let's go to uh, L from Wayne County on trillions and PA money. Well, it's not trillions, but first of all, did Josh ever finish the Pennsylvania budget? Nope, that's still in an impasse. Cause I didn't hear anything. And I was kind of waiting to see that he passed it before I brought this back into the the limelight. When Wolf was leaving, he promised another stimulus money. And there was $2 billion, and he was going to use some of the money to make another stimulus, and that would have took a total of about $400 million away from the $2 billion. So my question is, since he didn't do that last stimulus money, Wolf didn't, where and what, what area is that money sitting at so it doesn't disappear? Well, they had $100 million sitting somewhere to pay for the school voucher program that they're not using now. So um, there's plenty of money sitting around that, that's just unaccounted for at this point. But that was specific money that was uh, accounted for under Wolf's administration, too. So he, he was going to use part of that $2 billion for that additional stimulus that didn't go through, that never ended up happening. Yeah, wasn't that and like a five hundred dollars a person for ta- for gas uh, to kind of offset our gas expenses? I don't know what the rest of that was, but it was supposed to be two thousand per person again. That he was going to run oh, another was it, was it stimulus. Yeah, yeah, because I wrote it down, and actually, I still have it in a text message that I had sent, and uh, I, you know, I just want to see that that money doesn't get wasted or put in another fund that wasn't supposed to be used for that purpose, for another purpose, you know? I mean, granted, nobody wanted another stimulus, but you know what? At the time when gas was going up, I think that's when he said about, he talked about that because he wanted to make sure a Democrat back, got back in office. And that was part of all that. Because so, I sent that text in June of 2022, well, it just goes so. to show that their word can't be trusted, and, and and like Shapiro was under no obligation to uh, you know fulfill his his uh, promise. But you're right; if that money was set aside, you know whatever happened with it. I, I'm curious to know, and I, I want to know that was two billion dollars of PA money. So we have to remember that when the budget comes out, we have to ask where that where in the budget that is certain. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, Al. I appreciate you bringing that up. Thank you. Have a great night, and you did a great job again, as always. Thank you, Ellen. Uh, you have a great night as well. Um, well, if that's not enough, here's the next story I have, that the 
The feds are borrowing over $5 billion per day as programs face insolvency. Budget groups continue to release dire forecasts for the explosive growth of the U.S. national debt. The U.S. Treasury reported a $1.4 trillion deficit so far nine months into fiscal year 2023. Three quarters into the fiscal year, and we're borrowing astonishing and astounding $5.1 billion per day, said Maya McInnes, president of the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. If that isn't a sign that we need a wake-up call, maybe it should be the fact that the deficit for the fiscal year is now larger than all of last year's deficit, and there's still three months to go. The U.S. Congressional Budget Office released a report earlier this year projecting the national debt will be nearly twice as large as the U.S. economy in 30 years. By the end of 2023, federal debt held by the public equals 98% of the GDP. Debt then rises in relation to GDP. It surpasses its historically high in 2029. Then it reaches 107% of the GDP and climbs to 181% of the GDP by 2053. The CBO's projections, the deficit equals 5.8% of the gross domestic product in 2023, declines to 5.0% in 2027. I'm not going to throw a bunch of these numbers out, but... um. The bottom line is we're borrowing $5.1 billion a day. And like it said, a lot of our programs are facing insolvency. We've talked about this before. The federal government borrowed $2 trillion over the past 12 months. That's $63,000 per second. It's delusional to think our debt doesn't matter when America working class suffers the consequences. With unsustainable borrowing, rising interest costs, and looming insolvency of the trust funds that support some of our nation's most valued programs, the outlook for our fiscal health has been in decline for far too long. We need to turn the tide and work towards further reducing deficits and putting the national debt in a downward sustainable course. It's it's 100% accurate. You know, I understand our borrowing. I understand our spending. We have a good tax base, but they've already told us, you know, and I harped on this a little bit yesterday, so I'm not going to get into it in depth. I only have a minute and a half left anyway. We have to redesign, not cut, redesign our Social Security programs, our Medicare programs. These, these, and they're, they're hard to call entitlement programs. We've paid into them. I get it. There's fixes there, but the conversation itself has been so taboo that it can't even be brought up, and that needs to change. The mindset, the atmosphere around talking about Social Security, talking about Medicare, Medicaid, it needs to change. It needs to be something that's being worked on. There needs to be development groups within Congress that are sitting down discussing these things, not demonizing each other. Because it's not Republican Social Security recipients that are going to suffer. It's not Democrat Social Security recipients that are going to suffer. It's Americans who are going to suffer. And unless we come to a conclusion and act like adults and sit down and get working groups now to redesign these programs, like I said, 
the model should be a pyramid where you have a wide base supporting a more narrow top. The people who are retired are Social Security recipients. Right now, that model looks like a, a rectangle. That is unsustainable. And once it becomes a reverse triangle, it's done. And that top portion is widening as we speak. 10 years, 12 years. 20 to 30% cut. That's most of the people I'm talking to right now. If you're 60 years old right now, you're going to be 70. You're going to be in, in the twilight. Hopefully you live longer than that. But based on the national average of, of age, is that when you want to have your Social Security? People are just getting by now with Social Security, if that. I know the feeling. My mom was here. I was helping her. My, my brothers were helping her. Because to pay for all medication, doctor's visits, everything. You know, if something came up, a cost on the house. Thankfully, I was around and I'm very handy. I could fix a lot of things. I get what you guys are going through. But they're using this as an us versus them, a Democrat versus Republican battle with Social Security. They want to cut this. Oh, they want to do this. It's not. It's Americans that are going to suffer. It's you or I. doesn't matter what label we have on our voting card. It doesn't matter. They need to fix the problem, and there's no one working on it. That should scare the hell out of all of us. And we should start pushing them to put on their big boy and big girl pants and start working on it. If not, we're all going to suffer. You, I, everyone we know. Sooner or later, this is, this is our program. It's either going to be here or not. It's going to be less than it is now or it's not. We can fix it. We have the capability to fix it. We have the resources to fix them. The mere conversation needs to take place without demonizing the other side. If not, we're all destined to fail. It's 5.55 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. Anywhere on the Odyssey app, you can search for your favorite podcast anywhere you get your favorite podcast. If you didn't get all the show today, just search for the Rob O'Donnell Show, and you'll find us. You'll be able to listen when you want to listen. Of course, I get the text message, how about we have the upper 1% pay their fair share of taxes? Stop listening to the rhetoric out there. The upper 1% pay their fair share of taxes. Thing is, the upper 1% also lives off investments and lives in the rules that have been established that we, from the people we vote for. They pay within those rules. If you want to change the rules, if you want to change those rules, then contact your employer to change them. But you see plenty of the Democratic cities around here offering the tax-free zones for corporations for 10 years. Because it brings jobs, because there's payroll taxes, because they're paying taxes, their fair share. Stop listening to the rhetoric. It's Rob O'Donnell's show on WILK. We'll see you guys tomorrow.